welcome back to Four Layer Takes. Um, it's your girl Mel here. Mimi. Uh, it's your boy Marcus, aka Killmonger. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Came out, came out the box. <laughs> right. That came out of today. nowhere. All right. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us. Uh, we're going to interview E, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Euphoria and kind of do our uh, last wrap up and ask her about um, her experience with the show. She watched all of it, and she is also a, show, a social worker. So she comes with a very, very unique perspective that we don't come, you don't come to it with, and we don't have any kids. You have kids. You have a child. I do. I have so, yeah. an eleven-year-old son. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. You coming? Out, you coming right. out of a different? Yeah. Age. We, we in the fucking We just kids basic. Group. We just basic over here. <laughs> right. I bet you listen to us like. Oh, let me go on to the next one because they no. sound. Their opinions do not matter. No, <laughs> they not at all. I am jaded about children. <laughs> Man, you were still a child yourself, so I mean, you know what you went through in high school. Even like a child of God, yeah. or. <laughs> Hellion, child of God, one of them. them. (laughs) All right, E, can you please introduce yourself? Give us a little bit of information about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, um, like you said, I'm a social worker. I have a background in child welfare. I worked in foster care for over 10 years. Um, At one point, I had a caseload that consisted of 18 to 21 year olds that aged out of foster care. And then I moved over to the side of um, the foster parent homes. And from there, I moved over to the medical side of social work and now work for the suicide hotline that everyone is probably seeing the 1-800 number for. Mm -hmm. So um, just a lot of different backgrounds within social work, but I graduated from Alabama, roll tide. Mm-hmm. And oh, while- <laughs> a lot of my friends will be very happy with this. This interview is going down. I'm very happy with this. this is just going down. <laughs> while I was there, I majored in human development with a concentration in adolescent development. So the show really stuck out for me just with my background and my love for working with that age group. Um, but yeah, and I, I went to Clark Atlanta for my master's in social work, and I've been in Atlanta since 2002. Okay. So what made you want to go into this work? Because it seems like it's so, it's so, it's such a heavy, yeah, stressful, stressful yeah. emotional. Disheartening. Like, yeah. I think because knowing that words. you can like work with people and try to improve their life or teach them life skills, that was something that I was really interested in. Um, just life skills, period, for adolescents, and I just had a love for working with teenagers. My mom is also a social worker, and at first I wanted to go into education, but I realized that I didn't want to be in a classroom setting, and I didn't want to teach, but I still wanted to do some type of community work with youth, so that's when I found out about social work. By the time I graduated, and I said, okay, let me just go and get my master's in social work and go from there, so... Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being there. Because yeah. we all like, we like, we like to make a lot people. of money and we don't like kids. No. Like, what do we have to do? Yeah. Such a great citizen. Oh. <laughs> We're the worst of the best. Despite the whole Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've all given our, I guess, thoughts on how we feel about the show. I guess, how'd you feel about Euphoria? I loved it. Um, from the characters, being able to see all of the different families and how they interacted with one another. Um from the social classes to um, the families dealing with substance abuse, dealing with Cassie and her sexuality and how we got to see the background with her and how she felt with family members. Um, 
through dealing with the death of her father and how that impacted their family um, and how she was introduced to drugs just from Mm -hmm. his medications being around and her self-soothing or coping with that. So all of it, even from, um, okay, I can't remember his name, the... The boyfriend, Nate. 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 Yes. Even the. Yeah. Even the. Seeing his father, and then seeing what he's turned into, and right. then just thinking about, okay, is this genetic? Is it because he's been exposed to it? Like, where is this sociopathic behavior coming from that he ends up having? Um, just from seeing all of that with his father. So there's just so many dynamics that intrigued me about the show and then just the cinematography all of the the music and the colors and everything it just came together beautifully so i loved it i I was mad it was only eight episodes i I wanted more i ain't a big drake fan but i gotta give him his yeah he he did that he did that how are you not a drake fan i'm just because she went to auburn that's why no but i love drake i think drake's great yeah, Drake is great. Well, my thing, I and I have not been following like the Top Boy uh, phenomenon, and he's now rebooted Top Boy for the next season. Wait, what is oh, that? Okay. It's a British kind of like the British version of The Wire. Oh, I need to watch like, that. It's following uh, young black people in London. Okay, um, and there, London, I think a little bit veers off to um, Jamaica. Okay, um, so I've, I've heard nothing but good things. Now. I just have not watched. It was in the list of things to watch. Where they pop up like you will also yeah. like this. I've so heard it's good on. About oh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay, I, I did see but that. Things. But Drake emo, has rebooted because he had rebooted. He is emo. He is. Emo. I mean, but you're a cancer. He's a Scorpio. I don't understand. I'm from the. Yeah, I'm from the. You know, we ain't gonna get into the hip hop heads, <laughs> the real hip hop heads stuff where I'm from. So he's, a whole he's other, artistic, whole and I I like what he brought to it. He's yes, artistic. he's very deep. Okay, yes. emotional. <laughs> yes. but I do like I like I like that he is branching out mm-hmm. into shows that touch the the young people that listen to his music. Yeah. You know, I'm like, the, he knows that this is important to them, so he's trying to make a way for this this to now come back. Right. You know, and now you being executive uh, producer of Euphoria, bringing, I think I think the show got canceled, um, Top Boy, and then he was like, oh, no, no, it's one of my favorite oh, shows. And then okay. he brought it, he kind of revived it. Okay, okay. Gotcha. I believe it's the BBC One show as well. Okay. So I had a question. Okay. Now, we last, um, our last time we got together, we were kind of reviewing the last episodes five through eight. Okay. Well, we completely forgot. To, I, I, I forgot to talk about Nate. The Nate scene. Yeah. Because mm, is, once I yeah. saw that final scene with Nate and his dad, and like you know, he kind of uh, the dad approaches him, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of like squares up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he. I was like, I didn't know what was about to happen. I'm right. like, the dad got the weight, but Nate got the height. I didn't know what was about to shake. And out. Nate just pretty much loses it. Like, he loses. Yeah. He lo- but you. When he started banging his head on the floor, I'm like, okay, I am watching. Well, I just thought of him as this sociopath, basically, yeah. or psychopath, which, whichever one he is. Yeah. But I was like, I'm seeing a, a child who is hurting. Like, yeah. he's in serious pain. And at that moment, and I hate that it happened at the very end, he became the most interesting character of that story to me. Yeah. Right really? Then. He? I mean, to me, he's always been pretty interesting. And I think the whole thing with his sexuality mm-hmm. and... I don't know, maybe it's our generation, but I don't feel like our generation was as fluid with sexuality as what they're showing on Euphoria. Like, the whole scene, the last scene with him and his 
girlfriend where he can't get an erection and she's like it's okay you know some people like boys <laughs> yeah, and girls like, like and I'm like uh no <laughs> you know but I'm like okay in high school I definitely wasn't thinking about that and if somebody wasn't getting an erection during sex I definitely wasn't like trying to make them feel better okay. about it you know yeah. so that whole scene within itself I'm like is this really realistic or are they really this you know I feel like young people are very sexual yeah, yeah. they're yeah. more way more open but I they think are. that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you is that we all I mean we all kind of agree that the story is um, portrayed in an exaggerated way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we also understand that each character uh, is realistic to people who do exist. Like there are right. people who Absolutely. are to that extreme on drugs and sex and oh, yeah. everything else. Yeah. So like you've been in this field. Is that? It, I mean, you you've seen those extremes and all of those How close situations. To real life is yeah, I definitely feel like it's close to real life. I can't speak on the side of sexuality because that's just not what I. That's not my expertise. Um, but as far as the behavior that we saw, most definitely the substance abuse, um, the depression, you know, yeah. that we saw with Rue, um, the manic behaviors <laughs> like going from one extreme to another. Even the codependency with Rue and um, Jules. yes, yeah. and Jules, because at that point in life, you got to remember we're as an adolescent, we're just now getting to figure out who we are and leaning on our friends for comfort and trying to fit in somewhere. And mm-hmm. so she's latched on to her, but I think is still kind of confused about the whole situation or how she feels, but. She's still just very dependent on that relationship with her, which leads her downhill with, you know, relapsing and and so forth. I think all of that was completely normal. Even, um, even, um, I can't even think, Cat. Okay. Cat with the whole, whole yeah, Yeah. with the whole, um, (laughs) finally embracing her sexuality and coming out. We all like went through phases. I mean, I can remember wearing my flannel shirts, like trying to be like Aaliyah and, um, (laughs) 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 yes, all of that. Like, it's like we're, they're all grasping onto their identity. And, and that's that whole role that you go through at that age. Yeah. And like, um, Cassie and her mother, I was looking at that today. That's realistic because you got parents who want to be friends with their kids. And so instead of doing the right thing and talking to them about sex, getting them on birth control, you're encouraging it and just saying, you better not get pregnant, but letting her go kick it at a college she party. Was like, bye, have fun. Right. And here's your bag. I'm like, my mom would be like, a lot of parents wouldn't, but I, I've seen that. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that. So, I mean, a, a lot of it. Some of it is exaggerated, but some of it is definitely normal behavior. Yeah. Who was your favorite character in the show? Man, it would switch. I would say Kat, though. Okay. She was probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love seeing her transformation. Okay. Yeah. Conversion to Cam Soda's model. You know, it's probably like really <laughs> inappropriate because she's still in high school, yeah. but being able to see her like just have that confidence and. Yeah. It's like seeing a little caterpillar turn into this butterfly. This like she man just killer. Yes, yes. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she was. She was. Eating she a was. Lot. Yes. 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 I'm a big coin. She was just 
just dismissing all of them. Like, mm, right. you make me come, bye. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe wow. I could identify with her a little. I don't know, but. Right. <laughs> because, because you, but it's like we saw her transformation from where I don't feel like we got to see that with any other character mm-hmm. sexually. Yeah. Right. We got to see her kind of whole like, yes. oh, I'm a virgin. And everybody's kind of pressuring her. And I'm like, just let this girl be herself. Like, it's fine. It's okay. Right. Fall, like kind of, she thinks this guy I think it was named Eric that she liked. Each, it was an Ethan. Ethan. Ethan yeah. that she liked, yeah. and she thought he, they dated for X amount of. It. He was like, I, "No, we didn't date." Like I can't. Remember. Yes, oh, no, no. Uh, I, I thought you were. Yes, that, um, and she got her feelings hurt because yeah, she, she was she like, "Damn, he didn't even yeah. remember yeah. me." But think, I'm like at that point, I'm like, I had crushes in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like okay, or you may kiss Daniel, somebody. Daniel, that was Daniel. Daniel. Ethan. Oh, was the one okay. Like yeah, yeah, He's like, oh my gosh, we we danced at the dance or whatever or whatever happened. You think you going together? Right. She said because that was one of the ones I watched back again today, and she was like, "We went together for five mm-hmm. months," and he was like, "I don't remember when, that. Who, when, when, what happened? Like sixth grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> See you, bye. Right. I, I don't want to just glance over this Nate thing. Like that, his his spazzing. I, I don't. I don't know what it was. I like. What was that? I guess was that just because the situation he had I guess the relationship he has with his father like he feels like he's becoming his father or is it, is it just, I don't know I'm still trying to figure out that whole thing too like I really would have liked to see more um, of Nate's character and yeah. their whole family together because I still feel like there's stuff unanswered with them like even I mean, with him having the CD so because I can't remember a lot from the beginning episodes but did we know that he Got the CD, you know, when yeah. when Maddie took it. He he had. He, we see him get the CD when he was a little kid. Okay, that's right. He goes into, he gets the key. So and he kept it. Office. I thought he put it back. I think he put it. He back. put it yeah. back. So either Maddie got it or he got it. Somehow Maddie got, it got in her possession. I I thought that Maddie went into the room and got it herself. Yeah. She they were in the room because again that was one of the episodes I watched. She they had just finished trying to have sex. He couldn't get erect. He went and hopped in the shower and she looks over to the book and it's shoved oh, in yeah, between the book. Right, she right. grabs it, leaves out. The father confronts her and is basically like, "I don't think you know, I don't know why y'all are together. You're not good for each other." Blah 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 and. Then she leaves and she goes to watch it. So back to like Nate, what you're saying, since now in my head, I know, okay, he's been watching these videos. Think about the fact that he's been watching these videos of his father having sex with transgender people um, and children. Since he was a little boy. Since he was a little boy. He, he's known week. his father was a predator. Yeah. yeah, we were like, he should be. Remember, I was like, I'm surprised he's not more fucked up than he is. Yeah, because he's like, fucked up. But I'm yeah. just like, I'm shocked. But, I mean, but my thing with that, and, and then the fact that he kept watching. It seemed like he kept watching the one with Jules because I think yes. that's yeah. the one that they yes. were, So I was like, okay. Now my question I was like, is he, is he in love with her? Blah, blah, blah. I can't figure it out. He might be infatuated yeah. with her. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm thinking. I was like, is the damage is the damage that's done to Nate because of his dad's sexual, his dad's sexual predator, predatory behavior, mm-hmm. or is it? It just seems like the dad wasn't present for any of, of his life. He was there, but he didn't seem like he really interacted. Emotionally with him. present, he wasn't emotionally present. You saw the older brother who was always pissy and mad. You never even saw the mom. Very yeah, we much. barely saw her. And, so and somebody like, pointed so, out there's a third son in one of the family pictures that we never even see in the show. Yep, I remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I remember, remember that. that. Mm-hmm. So that be season two stuff, maybe. I I mean, I think it's a combination of everything. I don't think there's always just one thing, but I do think that 
definitely seeing that. I mean, and just knowing from my own experience with stuff with people's parents who end up being predators and looking at how that impacts their kids right. and whether they knew about it or didn't know about it. I mean, it's it's going to impact you some way. It's you're embarrassed and then you're looking at this and then you're questioning yourself, like, why right. am I getting aroused watching this right. or why am I even watching it? You know, so all of that comes into play with being right. angry with yourself for enjoying something like that. Right. I just saw that, that, like, that scene changed. I, and I thought the most, one of the most interesting characters to me was either Rue or jewels, yeah. But I, when I saw that end scene, it was just, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Like you see, this kid, this child is in so much pain. Yeah. Right. Like, he was. I mean, he is doing serious self harm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just and the, then the dad like gets scared and runs out. I'm like, you need to stay here with him. Don't. <laughs> but, but, that, but that's a part of the problem. I'm like, he's acting this way because you keep walking out on him. Yeah. Because you keep not seeing him. Because you keep not helping him. Stay there and help him figure out. Even if you got to sit down on that bed while he has his fit, so he calms down. Hug him, hold him, talk to him. Do be there. I feel but, like Miss uh, McSteamy. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like McSteamy himself is unsure of how to cope and understand. I feel like he was present. I feel like he was present in Nate's athletic life. Yeah, like a lot of he looked like like a sociopath. He literally sat at the game, did not move, did not smile, did do. He he looked like a crazy person. He sat there looking like a straight. But he was still involved because he wants him. He wants this perfect. He wants his son to be this perfect athletic football player who's excelling in the community and goes yeah. off to get a football scholarship and then remember the whole chili cook-off I remember you know that, but, but, but i feel like that was the him, only place he was prevalent present, present in, in his life like a lot of like a lot of dads yeah honestly. like a lot of people right just, yeah and there's no emotional there's connection with a lot I mean, of people i'm just looking at my own history uh and experience my dad like that's that's kind of like all we talk about is kind of sport mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and to, that's how I know he's trying to communicate with me. That's how he connects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, you know, they traded such and such to the Giants. And I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't like the Giants. I'm what? like, I don't care. <laughs> but I, I know you're trying to reach out. Right, right, right. <laughs> All trying. right, Dad. Thanks for, thanks for the info. I mean, better than So what do y'all think about the fact that, um, you know, Nate, during that particular scene he calls his father a derogatory word so at that point we know that his dad knows that he knows about his behavior so I guess in my head I'm wondering so was that the first time you called him that has the father always known that Nate knew about his behavior or is this a new revelation I thought the father always knew from even the first time when he I think the first time when Nate was young when he was going okay. through his father's files and he caught him I, yes I, I do remember that immediately knew then yeah. that his son knew about it yeah so now it's like okay this is a secret the two of y'all yeah. have been keeping but you throw jabs I guess when the two of you are arguing I don't think he's ever called his father that word before okay. until that particular okay. time He's probably thought it in his head yeah. with him struggling with sex checks, but I don't think he's yeah. ever said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah. That scene. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. That and the McKay anal probe scene was... <laughs> Wait, which scene? <laughs> okay. <Just a> anal <laughs> probe. <laughs> On the same day that all the nerds run into Area 51, rush... I didn't see any of them shot down. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's today? Yeah. Yes, it is today. Uh, Area 51 is a military base. People, if you are listening, please don't go there. Too late. Oh, too late. Yeah, I saw scenes like big crowds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw too. Like this is a classified 
place. They will shoot you. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> they were warned. So well, I mean, I mean, I guess moving on from that. My biggest question is, Rue, mm-hmm. Rue's mother. Is there anything she could have done? Because she, what could she have done to stop Rue from going down this path? I don't know. I feel like Rue, after she went to inpatient, she probably should have still continued with some type of outpatient therapy because you're dealing with a teenager. You're bringing her back to school. How is she supposed to cope with everyone that's like, didn't you die? You know, like the constant reminders of that and, um, you know, the random drug screens that they just would do and it was an argument. I mean, she definitely should have been just doing random screens periodically not when you get into an argument or think your child is acting so, mm-hmm. and I'm not turning around when my child piss. She's like you go piss <laughs> right. Right, right. Everything. So definitely. And then I during that whole um the twenty two hours, it's mm-hmm. kind of like I was thinking, were you not checking on her? How did you not know that she was just watching these the show back to back? Like twenty two hours. Yeah. What was she watching? Uh, the British reality show. Yeah. The re- uh, Love Island or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I was um I was saying that I felt like her mom was walked on eggshells with Ruth. Mm-hmm. Just was kinda like didn't want to upset her, didn't want to drive her back into anything and just kind of like I guess if you in your room watching TV you ain't out in these streets so yeah I'm gonna leave which would home. make I'm, sense because yeah. I mean of course we don't know Rue's diagnosis but looking at it I would maybe think bipolar disorder and yeah. when you're dealing with somebody who's diagnosed with bipolar it can be like walking on eggshells because yes, you could definitely. say something like you know they <laughs> yeah. could be fine and then you could say do you want bacon this morning why do you think I want bacon I want a turkey bacon it's yeah. like you don't know what's gonna set them off so right. I could totally see I that do, I mean I, I kind of had that experience where you just kind of like like I don't even know what to say. Right. You don't. Yeah. Listen, and if you, it's not like we all know how to deal with somebody who has a substance abuse problem. Right? right. You know, so you just kind of figure. You have to figure it out. You know. And I feel like I feel the same way. I'm like she should have been in outpatient therapy. The mom, the sister, all of them should have been. All in of them. And you the know, poor sister. The poor I sister. Know. I'm like I'm. I'm nervous. About She's it. kind I'm, of I'm like what we call parental parentified where it's like she's almost like the adult in the mm-hmm. house yeah. like if you remember the scene where they're arguing mm-hmm. and it's almost like she addresses her mom like she's the adult and the mom's the child mm-hmm. so do you think that now that Gia has gone through this or that character has gone through this that she's more likely now to go down that same Follows. path uh, that's my she could I mean I think which is why Rue continuously tried to keep her from even using drugs period because you know it's like once you start (laughs) with some weed and you know you enjoy that and they say it's a gateway (laughs) drug not for everybody but because of what she i know right but because of what she's already exposed to you know it's like i would hope maybe she it would have the opposite effect like i see what this has done to my sister my mom my family so i don't want to go down that route Right. I mean, but you just never know. Right. What are better ways, like, if, to help a root? Like, what would be, like, yeah. what, what? When, when, would, how would, when would you step in, or how would you step in? Or, I yeah. would have stepped in when the father was dying. And I was like, when, I was, when I asked the question, I was like, even before she even overdosed, like, what could she have done before she even got to that point? Definitely. So a lot of times when people are at that point, like, to me, it looked like, okay, there's probably hospice involved. You have hospice social workers that come into the home that provide grief therapy or at least start, um, 
getting you ready for the possibility that death is going to come. And then even after the death comes, they're there for you afterwards. Mm-hmm. So anyone in that situation where you're dealing with a dying parent, um, you should definitely have some type of hospice agency working with you. The hospital can set that up. And they have like a whole team. They have the nurse that comes in, the social worker. They usually have a chaplain. Um, They have all of those services in place. So that's definitely something she should have had. And then just ongoing therapy. And I don't know at what point her mom even realized that the drugs were involved. But as soon as she saw that, definitely some type of substance abuse um, counseling. And, of course, I I don't even know. Where were they living at? Like, was it like a small town? Like, for instance, I guess I'm asking because in Atlanta, we have so many resources, so many agencies that will take your insurance and they will provide those services like a behavior aid, a counselor that will, we call it like wraparound services that will come into the home and and provide that one-on-one therapy Mm -hmm. for the child. So they'll meet, like I used to go to schools do therapy at the school, sometimes go into the home and do therapy. So, or take the child like to a restaurant or to the mall, walk around and actually do it there. So they feel a little bit more comfortable and it doesn't feel like you're just sitting in a tight, stuffy office, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get this child to talk to you. You really have to meet them at their level and make them feel comfortable. And that's how you get them to open up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she didn't have that person no. in her life. No. And the mom was still going through her own grief. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking that, yeah. too. So yeah. I'm like, but I think they were in California. I'm like, I know. Yeah. California Typical has. California. Yeah. It's like yeah. a generic Cal- California. Basic, yeah. Inland, inland Empire yeah. place. Yeah. But I'm like, I know they got resources. Yeah. But yeah. But if you, and, if, and again, if you don't know about them or if the hospital don't, doesn't point you to them, then you wouldn't necessarily That's right. to look out. But yeah. And it was obvious that, uh, like, by the end of the show, that. Yes, she had had drug problems for a while, but the death of her father really, really impacted her because mm-hmm. she was wearing that hoodie all the time, yep. and you didn't really. I didn't pay attention to to the end, and when Jules, who like I said, I don't like Jules, Jules like you just dressed like Seth Rogen. Yeah, I'm like Jules. Jules that's that's her dance. <laughs> Hoodie, yes, but she didn't know that. Yeah, but you're supposed to be best friends. But you're not gonna know. Jules, Jules is a best friend. Quote, quote, with quotes. She because she's new. She's her new friend. Yeah, like like, we all had new friends that were our best friend. You had a new best friend all the time. Like you might have that one really close friend. Mm -hmm. Like, like what's my my favorite part? The favorite girl I like, Lexi. Her Mm -hmm. her ride or die. But then you have new best friends. I bet Lexi knew. Sorry, (laughs) you know I got a gripe against. But but it was so powerful because when I thought it was alive. Yes, but yeah. True. But, but it was like we for us to know that she's been wearing this grief the entire yeah. time we're, we're getting to know her. That, yeah. that was so sad, that symbolic of that uh, sweater. Yeah. Now, yeah. what did you think about Jules? I, I, I'm going to bring Jules up because I like Jules. I like Jules. I like Jules. Other people didn't like Jules. I like Jules. I thought it was, I, I loved how they put her character in there. And I guess the only episode that kind of pissed me off with her was when she went to um, the city to visit her friends that whole episode and then at the aftermath when they're at the dance and she's like texting I was like, this little bitch. Okay. But so, that's what teenagers do. But yeah. they do. But we know grownups that act that way, too. We do. We know grownups and that way, too. I don't know. I felt like she was just sending rude mixed messages. This, and it's I'm like, saying. you're so honest with everything else. Yes. I don't, I don't excuse Jules because she's honest with everything else. And Jules knows 
that Rue is always on the cusp. Yes. She's just on the cusp yes. of relapsing all the time. Yes. Jules knows the power she holds over Rue. Yes. So even if you don't like Rue like that, mm-hmm. just be honest with Rue. Be like, I will be your best friend, whatever. I'm not trying to be romantically involved. And, and don't have this girl always just on the cusp yes. of doing a line all the time. And that's yes. what annoyed me with Jules. But, that, but that's my thing. I'm like, but that's that's what's tough about being a friend or being a relative of somebody with a substance abuse problem. That we they always on the line of doing something, and that's you cannot take okay. that on to yourself because. That's gonna put you in a bad place. Like it's not my responsibility. Well, don't You're, be telling. But then why was she playing games? But I'm saying, don't be telling her I love you. I'm in love with you too. I'm in but, love with her. And why don't you ever kiss me? Kiss me. But they're teenagers. Like, yeah, but just leave people. that part out of it. Just leave and, that part out of it. And, and I feel like Jules, because of what her mom did to her by putting her in, institutionalizing mm-hmm. her and kind of leaving her there, that was a betrayal that. I can't even imagine leaving my child, my child somewhere yeah, and that's just true. Walk, leave, walking out yeah. on them. That's usually so not she, something women do. I, yeah, right, I'm like, right, I, right. Can, I cannot imagine. Like, I cannot wrap my mind around her doing that and putting her in a place where they had ch- ch- uh, ch- children with pretty severe, it seemed like, issues. Yes. Yeah. Where she's put in maybe a dangerous, really dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, she is still having probably that separation anxiety from her mom. We never yeah. see her mom anymore. So I'm yep. like, it and her dad's more, relationship. And she's confused. I couldn't. I, are they just cool? Is he like overly? Cool? He seemed scared. like a good dad. No, he, he seemed, he like, he seemed dad. like a good dad, but it still was like he wasn't. He to me was still not present. Yeah, like none of the parents. They're, they're really kind of well, like no, no parents. Living their best life. Like right. the most but you got to remember too. Is, is Nate's dad? Yeah, and at that age, <laughs> oh, nobody Jesus. wants to even have a relationship with their parents. Yes. That's when we're all like, you know, yeah. you stop keep talking that to whole me. Block of your life separate. <laughs> yes. from your parents. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think I might end up going back because it's also brought up uh, thirteen reasons why. Did y'all watch the first? I watched the first season. I, I oh, need yeah, to watch it. I, I was like, I didn't watch it because everybody, yeah, everybody yeah, was, was like, it's depressing, it. it's encouraging. So I was but just like, still, I don't. And I deal with suicide, suicide every day, it, so it's just like, uh, what, do I want to watch this? I, mean, well, I think it was, it's a good show. It's a very good show. But okay. what, what it brought up to me was like the the parent in the parent of the young person that did commit suicide. That she's kind of like the the narrator of the story. Like she just kept she tried to be in her life. She tried to ask her questions. She tried to be present. Like she was overly present. And they were just like shut down. Just like I was. I'm like mom, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone, but you know, it was like oh, just being crazy right now. Yeah. But it was just such a a drastic difference between like that parenting and. This what we changing. saw. That kind of rem- makes me remember um, the movie Thirteen. Did anybody see that with um, I didn't the movie see it. Thirteen? Oh, it was so so I so think good. It's on, Wait, um, which one? Amazon Prime. It's called a documentary. No, 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 it's a it's, it's a, a movie. Girl. It's called Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I saw it with Rachel Evan Woods. She's she was a little girl in it. This was years ago. Who, oh. who plays in um, Westworld oh, now? Westworld. Um, okay. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. It should be on one of those channels because it's it's an old movie. But mm. it's I one of my favorites this. because it really, really shows um the transformation of she's she's oh, like this, this sweet girl, does pretty good in um school and everything, and then she I guess goes to high school mm-hmm. and there's this uh very popular girl. I uh, mm-hmm. forget her name now because it's been a minute since I watched the movie. But <laughs> everybody likes her, and she just becomes infatuated with her, wants to get into that circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she ends up in that circle. And then as you watch this movie, you watch gradually, just step by step, as she goes from sweet, innocent, <laughs> good grades, mm-hmm. no sexual experiences at all, to like yeah. a totally 
other person. She transforms into this other girl, and she's like almost unrecognizable to her mom, who was always trying to be present and always like, hey, what's going on? And we're going here and we're going there. And she would just shut her, shut her down. Yep. And, and I was just like, it, it, but it, you know, it was a, it was a good movie. It it to me reflected um, how I think a lot of teenagers and teenage relationships are in in households that aren't necessarily that stable but you had a loving parent Mm -hmm. um, because they had some issues and the teenager shutting the mom out until like she didn't even recognize her anymore and she had been there the whole time but just I don't even recognize you anymore Wow! so I recommend that movie I have to watch it yeah that that had a remake in 2016 Oh really? That's what I was thinking of, but it's on, it's on well it's on Amazon Prime, but you can't if you have a Prime membership you can't see it. You have to buy it. Oh um, okay. But it's Ever Rachel Woods, yeah. 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 I don't know. I just my my first movie was um, Kids. Oh, I remember that. Oh my god. Yeah, that was out. The that chain. was intense. I'm like, I'm a I am a young person. I'm a teenager in Memphis, Tennessee. Like the belt buckle, the Bible belt, and then to see kids walk around New York City. <laughs> fucking That's going your mind doing drugs <laughs> and then one end up with like HIV hey, at the end passing, yeah uh, uh, somebody he had raped this other person this yeah other kid, and I remember she ends, I mean it was just like yeah this is on a whole nother level I thought yeah. that was just crazy it was crazy and people were you know I guess there was like some outrage because mm-hmm. they they were kids yeah. in the movie yeah mm-hmm. Like, at least we know what Euphoria, they're over 18. Right. And even though it's still kind of strange watching it, it but... No, Storm's not over 18. Which well, one? Which one Storm plays Storm? Uh, oh, Gia. Gia. Yeah. But she wasn't yeah, doing... Yeah, but she wasn't yeah, doing she all just, that extra stuff. She's, she's a, been a, a badass twin. We, we're right. trying to keep up with the twins. Right. I hate them and of course, the twins were probably not over 18, but I guess yeah. I mean more so with the mm-hmm. stuff like what Cassie and Kat right. and... I'm like, oh my Yeah. But... That dick, that oh, that dick episode was too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. This you, episode you too. Thought, you thought a dick episode was too much? <laughs> that was a lot. It was a lot. We, of we, we knew episode. that was the episode that would win you over. Listen, it was just, <laughs> but, but still, you feel, you feel, you know, like I know these are all adults, but still, they look like children. Yeah, I know. You feel some kind of way. Yeah, you know, because one of them, I was like, oh. <laughs> this is a child. This is a child. What's going on, y'all? Let this too much going on. This is something. This is a man. This is a man. You gotta eat any chicken. You gotta quit eating that Popeyes spicy chicken. You are so crazy. Get y'all some slutty vegan. Get y'all some vegetables. No hormones. Gotta go organic. Okay. I had a question and slipped my mind just that quickly. Um, They could do that to you. Okay. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, make make you forget. (laughs) Episode two will make you forget. Right. It will happen. So, what did you think about the? uh, Did you have the all the different interpretations of the ending, like? Did she die or yeah. was she dead the whole time? Did, was I was just confused. Overdosing? Yeah, I was confused watching the ending. And I one of my friends posted something, and that's what kind of like broke it down for me. Like different people commenting mm-hmm. um, on her post. So 
I don't know. I feel like maybe Rue did overdose at the end. Um, and I wondered if her mom was given a eulogy at the yes. at the meeting. So that's what I was wondering. Like she said, I was asked to yeah. come speak. And and because at first I just thought Rue was literally sitting in there. But then, you know, it's when I went back and watched weird. it, it was just it was really weird. Yeah. And we With see her eulogy? doing the last line well, of cocaine or something. Yeah, and then she passes out. Well, when when her mom is up there at the um, podium at the church, that was the uh, uh, addicts. Yeah, media. like it's like yeah, it's a yeah. Part of, it's a part of like before they, if you have somebody in um, like inpatient, they'll ask you to kind of come and basically read to them how mm-hmm. you would feel if they died. So like. That's that's me, a real part of the treatment, though. right? The way that was filmed was just weird to me because it was like she was up there reflecting on different mm-hmm. things and if this and if that Gia is sitting alone yep. yeah and Rue is sitting alone yep but Rue's supposed to be she's supposed to be in the audience because she is but she's a dead Gia was Gia was so up, you're saying Rue was dead Gia was on the stage with the mom so all the family members sit on stage they'll each I thought, I thought, she, I thought Gia was, Gia was in the audience I feel like Gia was in the audience yeah and then someone also mentioned that all of the scenes that Rue was in with people besides at the table she was like by herself or it was like something the way they broke it down and <laughs> in that episode where they asked where they were going um, a memorable moment of the summer mm-hmm. and, and Rue goes up there like when you first watch it you I'm thinking she can't recall it because she just doesn't want to recall she been in rehab she had no good moments <laughs> she had terrible moments all the, the, the overdosing and all the bad stuff yeah. but if you read people's breaking down of if she's been dead the whole time or whatever mm-hmm. they will mention that it's kind of like she can't ever recall what happened after the overdose she's like i can't remember i i she like never says it and it just goes black she's like i can't remember hmm. I, just, I, I, can't I never remember. thought about that oh no i'm just ready i'm waiting for the i think two. y'all hashtag conspiracy theories over here <laughs> <laughs> i think the girl was in rehab and she had got out of rehab so you think she's still alive and yes. it's just a part of I the i feel program. like they shouldn't have shot it like that then it I was think, shot think, really weird yeah but i think that's probably on purpose to make yeah, us it is. think this yeah. like, i think so too well, Let's I need I need some stuff to theorize on since Game of Thrones let me down. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> we gonna never be we gonna never be healed from this all. No, we gonna go to fucking rehab for that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what we need rehab. rehab. Where the GOT Where that therapy? Where the GOT therapy? Right. Well, y'all can go with Kit. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. They all the ass therapy. Right. Shit. Four of y'all people. Right. But yeah, I think she I think she was alive. I like how they shot it like. It, what they wanted you to think like it, it, it started in a church or mm-hmm. kind of started with this kind of religious mm-hmm. theme and then it ended with a religious theme but I think it, that was just all to tie it all like put a bow on you know season one okay so I when she left Rue, I mean, when she left Jules at the train station, that was reality is what I she, think it was. I, okay. I think she was alive throughout the whole thing. I think that she has a unique view because people don't see her in mm-hmm. real life that's that's a part of her problem mm-hmm. so of course she can sit there and be kind of the fly on the wall or the person sitting in the corner that people oh she's just a drug addict she just you know yeah she just a whatever they don't pay her any attention so she can watch what people are doing mm-hmm. and comment on them like oh yeah i know so-and-so doing so-and-so because i know blah blah because blah. she's sitting there watching it yeah um i love how she when she did you know take do the line she kind of fell back in the bed i thought okay now she's hit her she's back in her euphoria 
Okay. Like she's back in okay. her. That's that's the point of the show. Her state. That's, that's where she likes to be. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and if anything was going to push her over, it would. It was going to be Jules yes. leaving her. True. But no matter what, but Jules, she left. But Jules was going to have. But Jules, they left. That's, but they left each other. That's, that's why the thing. what Nate so said to her stung her because I. What, I, what, I, what, I what, which part? Dance when he was like, "You're beautiful, and you with somebody who in ten years ain't gonna remember your name." She's amazing. Yeah. She's gonna yeah. do great things. She's gonna do nothing. And, I, yes. and I'm like, yeah. You could just see on her face, okay. like, God damn, he right. Right. So she was like, let me go and grab her. Yeah, let me, like, let's go. Let's create this master plan to go to the city. And I'm like, y'all, what, what So we can have our at? moment right. to remember. But then she. She, she got. She, she got scared. She saw, and then she saw her reality. Like, damn, you have been doing this to your family over and over again. You do need to show up for them. You do love them. Mm-hmm. They do need you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I like, like they, and, they left, and they left each other. I'm like, Jules left on the train and Rue went on back home. Yeah. I'm like. And did her and did her got line. back to her euphoria. <laughs> but I'm like she, but her, like her mom tried to tell her like you've gone so far, you know you really have like you would have relapsed so many other times. You really have come far. So to do that line, I know she's probably going to be next season if she is alive. If she's not dead. <laughs> she's not an angel <laughs> watching over people. All right. Then I feel like you know she's going to start over again. But now she's going to take that next step, and okay. she's probably going to fall back twenty more times. Like that's that's and that's what normal. Do. It's normal. Mm-hmm. It's what's going to happen. But I'm like, she's so much stronger now. And it was strength not getting on that train and running away from your problems. Okay, I like that. I like that perspective. You I'm give so me you deep. give me hope that yeah. we were still alive. so deep, you guys. Maya <laughs> 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 wow. I, I love this show, man. This I was, do, too. It was yeah. so well done. Uh, uh, well, I didn't catch you all. Oh. Nah, I... I there's, you know, like there's a stigma in the black community about, you know, mental health and seeking mm-hmm. mental health. And like, um, but I feel like that's changing within today where like we as adults or as other people, like we understand the benefits, we're going out, we're seeking help. I guess, would you speak, is it beneficial to, if you, to not teach your children or for your children to have to, how to say, it? I feel like right now I'm unlearning stuff that was conditioning me when I was younger. Yeah. I guess, is it beneficial to, I guess, seek mental health for your children? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think mental health is no different than going and getting a physical. Mm -hmm. So maybe our children don't necessarily need a therapist, you know, that early in age. But as adults, we should be seeking it out for self-care. You know, just going, checking in with a psychologist or a therapist, whether it's a um, counselor or a social worker, and just talking about your own self-care plan. And from that, you know, going in, you will open up other conversations about maybe different events that have occurred in your life that might be holding you back from reaching some of your goals. But as far as it um, goes with children, I think the best place to start at is um, respecting their emotions, talking to them about their different feelings that they may be having day to day and not putting them down for feeling sad or crying or being angry, but talking to them about why they feel that way and what can they do if they're angry um, as far as coping skills. I mean, like that's one of the things that's really missing with a lot of kids in this generation, which is why suicide is so prevalent. You know, it's going up because 
kids are being bullied. They don't know how to cope with it. They have low self-esteem. But what are their parents doing to encourage or build up their self-esteem? And how are you nurturing your child and um, teaching them just about emotional intelligence? So that's something that has to start young. I mean, it can still, you know, develop as you become an adult, but mm-hmm. it's it's better to start that as a child. Just like we learn English as a child, you should learn how to manage your emotions as a child too. And if if you don't have somebody doing that, then, you know, it's like, it's not going to be there. Yeah. And we can't depend on the schools to do it. So, I mean, wow. schools have counselors, but I think people... The roles that we have in our head um, for counselors is not what they do. A lot of them are um, academic, academic counselors, academic yeah. counselors yeah. where they're getting kids prepared for high school. And then the ones in elementary school are going to a lot of different meetings. So one of the things in Atlanta that some of the schools have been doing is they'll bring in private agencies to provide um, therapy for children in the schools, which I think is an excellent That's awesome. idea. That's something mm-hmm. that I did with the agency here when I left the medical side. Is that APS? Or APS okay. was doing it. Um, and DeKalb County was too. And so, because uh, the counselors, they just don't have time for that, right. unfortunately. So right. they'll bring in, like like I said, contractors who will meet with the kids weekly or more than two times a week if needed. Um, but again, parents still have to be involved because once that therapist leaves the school, what? how is the parent managing that child's behavior at home, their outbursts that they might be having? Um, so kids have to learn what we call triggers, what makes you upset, and then once you get upset, how are you coping? Like throwing the chair in the classroom is not an appropriate way to cope. You know, what can you do? Do you need to leave out the classroom and go walk down the hall and calm down and let that be what they do when they get upset versus, you know, throwing the chair or punching another child? Right. Uh, You mentioned, like, suicide and uh and I guess kids not being able, kids today not being able to cope. I guess is would you say the rates for that type of stuff is just higher today, or is it just is, that is being reported? I think it's, it's actually higher. higher. I would, and I think and I guess, social media has a ton of social media stuff that we see on TV. Children are exposed to more stuff because they have access to cell phones and YouTube, and you know, watching movies that really aren't child appropriate they they just know more stuff like we didn't have all of that growing up so the thought of trying to hang myself as a sixth grader that was like i mean i knew nothing of that ignorance or naivete to it i guess in the past yeah well i'm like if social media was around when i was a teenager i would i I would be dead like i know i would have Honestly, I'm just being honest. I would have killed myself. I appreciate the candor. I mean, I I know I would because, um, you know, as I just had a difficult time as a teenager adjusting at certain points. And, um, you know, some of that was on me Mm -hmm. trying to do stuff to fit in and Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing the right stuff. And you get bullied. I I can't imagine being bullied at school and then online, online. so it's yes. constant yes yeah. yes and so i can completely understand yeah how those rates go up because you don't get a break from it you don't you go to school you bully you can't go online people posting memes with you or pictures and joking just, on yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like, sending mass text messages yes. like my son Tagging he has a cell and phone and so his friends like they send like mass messages and i can see him like telling him why are y'all sending me this you know but 
it'll just be back to back to yeah. back. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I'm glad I grew up. I, I was agree. in the era I was in because I wouldn't yeah. have been here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I had, I'm not going to lie, I had to, I mean, I internalized shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, you say I'm a cancer and I'm a empath. I yeah. say it wrong. I say, is it an empath or empath? empath. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you got it. Is it empath, empath or empath? I think we should all start saying empath. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just internalize stuff. I replay stuff over and over and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had suicidal thoughts at 12. Wow. And that was before social media. So I'm like, bro, I know. So, So, but then it's like, I was, I wonder, you know, when they show her as a child, like she has always had so much anxiety. And, and all, and different things kind of popping up, but they were just giving her pills and pills and pills. That's why I thought, like, if you teach her how to give her coping mechanisms different ways, of course, Mm -hmm. she may need a medication. Um, then she, you know, at the end when she was like, I got to go back on, but I, I didn't, mm-hmm. couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like, I got to go back on this. Yeah. You know, but I know people who are on medications that it just makes them, they're either lethargic or cloudy, like they can't, they mm-hmm. can't be themselves. So right. a lot of times people mm-hmm. go off medication when it is there to help them. But I, I mean, I'm just like, what if she, if, if she in counseling, if they hadn't just given her all these different mm-hmm. prescriptions, I'm like, this damn, this little, in the first episode, I'm like, damn, this little kid taking everything. And yeah. you know, but like for a diagnosis, like again, if she had bipolar disorder, that can only be treated with medication. Yes. So if that person stops taking their medication, mm-hmm. then you are going to see them spiral out of control because unfortunately, it's it's a chemical imbalance, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to bring them, you know, yeah, back. Whereas something like depression. I mean, again, I'm not a total expert in this area, but somebody might be able to manage it better, even if they stop taking medication by recognizing, okay, I'm going through this right now, Mm -hmm. but these are my coping strategies, and this is what I'm going to do to bring myself out of this. Or with anxiety, you don't necessarily need a Xanax or Ativan or something like that to get through it you can talk yourself through a panic attack and use your coping skills to get through it so um but a lot of times when you take medication especially if it's like a new diagnosis you'll want to have that person like a therapist to check in with so you can talk to them about why am i taking this medication and to help you get on track with um some type of treatment plan or coping skills to get through whatever it is you're going through how did you like how, because we loved how they portrayed um, her going through her manic. Oh, I loved it. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, like, I haven't seen one better than since Homeland. Like, with Carrie on Homeland, I don't know if y'all watched that. Oh, my God. Y'all are missing <laughs> I out. Oh, okay, oh my god! But Carrie, yes, like her manic episodes done brilliantly on that show. And same with Euphoria. I thought it was like a perfect example, just with all of it. Um, the depression. What? Like I was like, this is this what is. depression is. It is. This is this what it is looks is like. What it looks like. That's why it was kind of weird. That's why I was saying it's weird watching this show because you are enjoying. You're enjoying what you're seeing because it's done well and it's and it's done in a especially the manic part was done in an entertaining way. Okay. Yeah. But 
you know what you're watching too, yeah. and it, that is kind of like, am I supposed it's to be dark. enjoying watching this? <laughs> yeah. I enjoy. I mean, laugh. I like <laughs> human behavior. So for me, yeah. watching it and trying to understand all of the different mm-hmm. dynamics going on, even when the pill bottles were talking to her, yeah. and they were like, "Take oh, me, like, take me." She was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" His mom doesn't even know what, <laughs> what they're doing, but you would. Right, right, right. She was like, "Oh, I'm tweaking. I got it." Right. But then, like, even the scene, what? where was she at at Jules' house when she went looking for the, the pills? And she oh, yeah. ended up taking, like, one of the pills mm-hmm. there? Like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. all of that is, like, to me, that's that's how it looks. Yeah. And it also it just goes back to, like, okay, being a parent, how do I secure my medications in the home? What am I doing to protect my child from having access to all of this stuff. Like, if you know your child is on medication, are you locking and securing these medications up? Or if you have a child coming over to your house who mm-hmm. you know that their yeah. friend is a substance abuser, yeah, put those pills up somewhere that they don't have access, right. you know, to it. Right. So, I mean, those are all things that a lot of times we just, you know, we don't think about. So. I wouldn't think about it. Yeah. I guess like with the disorders, I guess, how does one develop a coping me- mechanism? Usually like going to therapy. So, I mean, because most people don't really know to just do it unless they go online and Google. Like we saw her Googling, am I bipolar yeah. or whatever she Googled. So, uh, I mean, a therapist, a, you know, psychologist, whomever would help you come up with those different strategies. Like, mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll say, like, what are some things that you enjoy doing? So, like, for instance, on the hotline I work on, one of the things we do is safety plan. If somebody calls, if they are having suicidal ideations or if they've had them in the past, before I get off the phone with them, I'll say, you know, well, what are some things that you do to cope? you know, when you start feeling this way or you told me that you tried to end your life or you had these thoughts 10 years ago, but something has kept you going. So what are you, what are you doing to, to keep going? And then, I mean, they'll tell me and they might not even realize those are their coping skills, but that would be the language that we use um, in the clinical setting. Like these are the things you do, whether it's listening to music, taking walks, exercising, mm-hmm you know, whatever it might be, that that's their coping skills. And so we come up with a safety plan based on those things that they do to cope when they start feeling depressed mm-hmm. or having anxiety or having anger management issues. Because mm-hmm. we, we also get people who are homicidal when they call or they might be suicidal and homicidal. Yeah. So yeah. we get a variety. And, I mean, going back to the age that we were talking about, I mean, we've had... 10-year-olds call, 11-year-olds call. Like, we get all types of ages, even down to a 93-year-old Korean veteran. So, I mean, even though it's a veteran's hotline, we get civilian callers, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not not sure if you're able to speak at liberty, but I I guess, what's the wildest phone call situation? Uh, Yeah, I'm not allowed to discuss it. (laughs) (laughs) This one time... I think it's and it's a different it's learn and it, it's what you said finding the therapy as an adult I'm like at 
my nobody in my family went that knew went to therapy. Yeah. Like it just wasn't it wasn't it's a, not a thing. thing. You know, yeah. my mom taught me I've always had high anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. She taught me coping mechanisms the best way she could. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so as an adult then I had to take that and apply it and then go find the help I needed. Yeah. Um but it's like I'm in, you know, the event um production business mm-hmm. and I didn't know until I started seeing a therapist. I'm like, why is it, you know, I'm, you know, kind of getting ready for the event. You're planning, you're kind of the center of the point person, and you're on 10 for a month, two months, three months, and then the event happens. And I'm like, why am I so sad at the end of the season? Like, it's over. Mm-hmm. Why do I have so much anxiety? I can't even sleep. Yeah. I made the events over. It was a success. Or I would just, I would start replanning in my head, like, I could have done this better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why was I so sad? And they were like, it's a form of anxiety mixed with depression. It's called mm. drop. Mm. And they did the same thing. They're like, well, what do you like to do? I was like, well, I like this, 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 and that. So now after a huge event, and mm-hmm. I think I put a lot of energy and passion and emotion into, that next day, I don't stay by myself. I'm Good. with my friends. I'm going to brunch. I'm hanging out. I'm going to do self-care. Yep. It's a day of pampering. But my thing is, I can't be by myself because then that. And you know that now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, this is, I'm like, am I, I thought I was losing my mind. I'm like, I'm doing a good job. Everybody's happy. But I then at the end am feeling so, I mean, it would just be, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I'm stressed out. Like, what is wrong? They're like, your hormones. Now you've all these endorphins, everything's going crazy. Yes, because it was so great. Yeah, it's just like you have to get back to normal. What do you think is going to happen? I was like, oh, that does make sense. And then probably because you enjoy the whole process leading up to planning, Mm -hmm. and now that that's over, it's like, what do I do with myself now? Exactly. Like, okay, so then you're kind of just twiddling your thumb until the next project, you know, happens. Yeah. But not again. It was, but that was me seeking the help that I needed because I didn't have, I didn't have the language, I didn't have the verbiage to say. This, I just feel I just feel like shit. Right. Why do I feel like this? Right. Like, oh, you feel like this because of this. Yeah. Right. It's like we'll go to the doctor if we have a sinus issue, yeah. if we have a virus, if we have diabetes. You know, we start losing our vision and our blood pressure is high. But when our brain yeah. starts acting up, we just... You, well, know. you know, especially in the black or in the black community, I feel when we were coming up, that was kind of seen as... A weakness. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. You're going to get you a crazy check. Yeah. Right, right. I was about to you say that like, too. <laughs> it's like, you know, when we were coming up and you when you watch, uh, what was the little comedy on BET? Uh, comic View. Comic View. Oh, yeah, yeah, and You hear yeah. comics up there making fun of it and like, that's mm-hmm. white people shit. Going yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, y'all, you overcame slavery. What you mean you got anxiety? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And it's just like. Bro, I'm a human. Like, damn, like, I can't. I can't feel sad. We yeah. as a group. If there's any group of yeah. people on earth that, that need, need therapy, to, that need therapy as a group, it is us. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is, yes. It is all the black people get together, go to. We therapy. do, right? We really, really yeah, do. Yeah. We I, do. I know. I need to see. I, I honestly know. Yeah. I need to probably see somebody. And I just like you said, we go when we're sick. I just don't take the time because I know, like, I know I have anxiety, high mm-hmm. anxiety, and. And anxiety and depression just go together many times, times and people do. don't yeah. realize it. Because I know oh, with yeah. me, like, I'm, I overthink, I'm thinking of things, and I need to do this, I need to do that, and I analyze stuff. And so when it doesn't work out exactly after I've done all this stressing, then I fall into a depression like, man, I ain't shit. I ain't good enough. That's yep. like the imposter syndrome. Like I did all yes. this stuff and it still ain't work out. It's yeah. like who the fuck am I to even think I could do this? Yes. And so yeah, like that's me constantly. 
And uh, yeah, I know I need to see somebody. Yeah. I need to see somebody other than Merlot. Yes, <laughs> yes, Merlot because there's, there's. Right, and then there's healthy coping skills, and then there's unhealthy. Yes. So constantly drinking, you know, and self medicating, yeah. like. We see a lot on TV. My or, sleep. That was yeah. Sometimes too wine, much sleep, to sleep can be can be bad. <laughs> yeah. So we, we definitely have to be cognizant of that. Right. So. And then I'm like, I was like, I, just, I probably just can't afford to go to a therapist. And I was like, let me just check. I, I like, we give you all, they're like, we yeah. give you all these sessions. Go to a therapist. Yeah, you most got EAP at your job. <laughs> yes, you have your they insurance pay. covers yeah. it. It's a, a copay mm-hmm. just like going to the doctor. So, I mean, and then... So again, don't ever feel like okay, it's it's going to be too expensive or I'm not going to have the time. If you have a job that has family medical leave, you can utilize intermittent family medical leave, get your paperwork submitted to HR and have that hour to 2 hours, you know, every so often to be able to leave work, protect your job and go get your therapy session or go see your psychiatrist. That's really good advice. Yeah. We got to take care of ourselves. I mean, if we if we had diabetes, we would be going to get insulin, right, or right. doing whatever we got to do. So right. why wouldn't we take care of ourselves in that way? Right. It's a generational thing. We it are is. learning because when you said diabetes, I think of all the old people are like, oh, it's just a little sugar. Got some sugar. Losing right. limbs, Shit. toes, and everything. Right. Like, y'all got to take y'all ass, right. black ass to the doctor and the right. psychiatrist. Yes. Go get <laughs> treated. Yes. Yes. Stay at the hospital. Okay, so right. let's use ca- let's use cancer. Would you not <laughs> oh. go to chemo? Yeah, yeah. Like, please. Oh, please like, yeah. we, we got to do better. Yeah. We really do. We do. I think what, what this seems like moving slow, but this show definitely does not make me feel like the generation is now moving to that. I'm like, nobody in the show was doing what they needed to do to get what they the were, but they knew they were using all of the words, like yeah. even as teenagers. And of course I know those are the writers in the background, yeah. but they were using words like manic, yeah. like yeah. a lot. And it's just like, I don't think I really knew about no. a lot of those clinical words at that age like because of social media more people know about you know the word triggered or uh, coping or suicide you know whatever so I mean it's I guess it has its pluses and minuses I I don't know unless you had a family member usually um, that had a problem like that then you would know I'm like I have schizophrenia that runs in my family we're very cognizant Mm -hmm. of you know like Two of my first cousins, schizophrenia is no joke. Like it is something yeah, right. that they they would never not have. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's to watch someone um, just be devoured by that sickness. Yeah. It's such an evil. It's just such an evil sickness. It is. Um, it's scary. It, it's scary. It's sad to see someone trapped in their own mind. Yes, you know. Um, so for me, it's like okay, now I know. We know every, all the first cousins. You know the second cousins. Because now we know what we have to look for mm-hmm. in if I have a child, what I need to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, because it can also, I, we don't, is it genetic? Like, is it mm-hmm. genetic? Yeah, and like sometimes, genetic. like, traumatic events yeah. can yeah. actually can trigger, trigger it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, you know, I'm like, I don't know anyone. I don't, I don't, well, I know uh, four suicides. Just, I'm what, going to be 40 next month. Mm-hmm. And at 40, I think that's a lot of suicides for mm-hmm. people to know. I'm like, these yeah. are people that I know that yeah. I've been with, people in my yeah. family that have checked out. Yeah. And they're like, it's this is too painful. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. So it's it's just very sad. So please, please reach out. Please go to therapy. Please find coping mechanisms. Not Merlot and not Pinot. Champagne. Uh, you can get some, yeah, champagne is good though. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, short of like um, therapy or hotlines, are there any um, underutilized resources that you think people should be more aware of or available to them? Um, I mean, definitely the hotline 211 in their area, they can always call United Way 211 and speak to somebody on that line. And so whether they're looking for um, a therapist to see substance abuse, if they're homeless, dealing with domestic violence, United Way 211 um, will always be able to link somebody up with a resource in their area. And they have a website, so you can go to the website and usually put in like a zip code and you know, select what resource it is you're looking for and you should be able to find it. Okay. We'll post that too. Um, and I have to look, but I do know there's a hotline for the LGBTQ community as well, like a hotline that they can call, but I don't know that off the top of my head. Okay. If we can get your hotline's info yeah. as well. That we hotline is one 800 Press 1 if you're a veteran. Okay. And like Mel said, we'll put that in the description okay. of the episode. Okay. Yes. Have, that. Have good all this information. information out. Yes. Because it is needed. It is. Definitely. And anyone can call. I mean, most of the people that work there have clinical backgrounds, and sometimes people who are civilians call our line versus calling their local line for whatever reason, but we'll talk to anybody. We'll never not take a call. Oh, and there's also, this is the other thing I was going to bring up is now with everybody moving more towards technology, telemental health is becoming really huge. And basically what that is, is, I mean, people don't have time to go into therapy sessions. We always use the excuse, I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. So now there are people who will do your therapy sessions either over the phone with you, um, via Skype or FaceTime or text messaging. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to um, utilize a resource like that. Um, I think it's one of those called like TalkShare. I think it was an app. um, Um, Hold on. They advertise on a lot of podcasts. Share Talk or something. Better Help. Talk Space and Better Help is also one as well. Um, and if you go to the website, then you follow the little cues and put in what um, what category you fit in, and they'll link you up. I do know that they take insurance. Um, okay. I'm sure you could pay out of pocket, but that's always um, a resource for people who just they, some people just really don't have time to get to a therapist. So. I mean, to have someone available that can text you back if you're in crisis or need to process um, something out with them, they're they're available as well. That's cool. Yeah. I know here in Atlanta, if you um, live a more alternative lifestyle or maybe you're in um, not a non-traditional marriage or relationship, uh, there is a, a, um, a group of therapists here called Wellspring. Um, and I know that's my ther- my personal therapist is there and she's phenomenal. But uh, they deal with um, just alternative lifestyles. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. And they have a poly support group. So, yeah, everybody get help. We want to keep you here. We want you to be healthy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I am really looking forward to, I think, the content this season on this show was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, yeah, I'm like, Mimi put everybody on. But I really hate that I didn't 
Like, I was not paying attention to it. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, is this about some fairies? I mean, is it like fairies? <laughs> I didn't know what Probably it was. because of the artwork for the show. Very, yeah, I was yeah. like, so maybe Zendaya is like a fairy. And then yeah, because she was like world. not feeling. I was like, I'm going to watch you was like, I, ain't, mm, I don't oh, think shit. it's going to be good. I mean, because it came on right after Game of Thrones. But I, I was too through with HBO. Was we, all, <laughs> we all still so, we all still it. We just still go Game of Thrones therapy. I was mad. But this show, it was just, I thought it was just so phenomenal and I'm like I feel like if you have a child you watch if you yes, work with children absolutely. you watch like, yeah. if you're you an aunt or uncle whoever if you know a child if you know a, per, a little per, human right. Right. please watch I'm like I feel like it's for this is really something that parents and adults should be watching mm-hmm. like they're, this is going to help us better address what young people are going through. Absolutely. They're not going to just come and tell you necessarily, like, this is no. what's happening. Just like we didn't do it. I'm like, no. right. I was going through all kind of shit. We didn't, I didn't go we to my didn't mom. We didn't talk like, about it. No, right. right. talk about it and knowing that she probably could have helped. Right. Like, still, yeah. You know, we got the teenage thing, the tween thing. But yeah, it just, this made, this show made me so happy that I'm not a teenager mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not I bullshit you I'm, not. Gl- I was I'm super like, glad I'm not but it makes you scared it's knowing terrifying. if you're gonna have a child or have yeah, one like oh god this I'm is what my child is going like, I'm gonna go off the, I'm, I'm, go off the grid I'm con- well I don't know concern but I just wonder I keep wondering what this the, the kids brought up in this social media age what th- that does to them like what we won't what know. will that make you as an adult <laughs> We'll like, what is this? We'll see in 10 years. Yeah, we will see in 10 years. It's scary. It should be scary. I'm hoping it, hoping that it makes, what's the little girl, the same, uh, that's the climate change. Oh, yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah. Greta. Greta I hope it gives us more Gretas. You know, I hope it gives us more Zendayas. But, but then that whole the whole okay bringing up something that you tweeted Mm -hmm. 15 years ago that's going to be even more prevalent you know because 10 years from now when they grow up whoa 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 what do you mean the justin trudeau they were like they were like let me let me go google that right now he did brown face black face i'm foolish i don't care i don't worry about that he listen we got donald trump so you're there right Right. Right. and at least he apologized and took accountability for his behavior and admitted that he came from a privileged background i mean we can't get shit from trump so but but i think that's but that's you said it, everything that they've done is on right. mind. Like you yeah. guys, guess what? It's never going to go away. It's not. Like, it, it's this dichot. This yeah. We like, could fuck up. They can't. Well, yeah. Is this? They're more <laughs> open. No, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying. I'm saying they're, when I say we could fuck, we could have fucked up because it's not going to be on social. Media. Just, I didn't tweet about when Melanie messed up when I was in high school because we didn't have Twitter. Right. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have. We. I, my mom had a cell phone when I was like a junior, and I was like, that is really expensive. She was like, don't touch it. It's for emergency. Right. <laughs> right. No, and a little bit. We were doing dollable AOL. You couldn't tell shit. me shit when I had that, that phone. I'm like, hey, I was pretend like I was pushing weight for real. Hey, so hey, I'm saying, hey, we could mess up. Got them keys. We could mess up and fall yep. down. It was never on social media. Ever. I, you know, that's okay. But now these kids, they don't They don't. They have, don't have that. that luxury. It's this, this so weird dance where they're, they are more open now than they have ever been yep. in life. But then at the same time, you can't be because it's all documented. We have the so it's kind of like yeah. this dance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, I ask you, I'm going to be, I'm going to go to the, uh, to the Quakers. So I'm going to be a Quaker. 
Girl, I'm gonna be an Amish at a midnight. So we live off the grid. My kids ain't have no dance. I can't do my nerves too bad for all this shit. I mean, it's scary. It is scary. I have to clone their phones. I'm like following them like down the street. Like I, this is this show made me terrified. Yeah, because I'm looking at it now through 40 year old eyes. Yeah, yeah, and how scared I am for my goddaughters and their little girls and my little cousins. Like. She like it, it's just so much for them. Well, I look at my little cousins, and you know, we were all up here like the adults, and the parents had checked out. But when I when I'm home and I visit my little cousins, first of all, they annoy me because I've come from out of town. I'm happy to see them, and then they just all are like this the whole time. Mm-hmm. That annoys me. But I sit there and I'm kind of like, I don't know what they looking at what they watching who they no. talking to my my mother definitely doesn't know because like, she just all you know don't she don't know none of this what's that tweet the tweet the, oh, right, right, right. Right. i'm like i'm on the phone right and so like <laughs> they could be doing anything and people would be, be like doing. people be like where the fuck was y'all parents where was where was the guardians we were sitting right there with you were sitting right we were right. sitting right next to them right and they were talking to anybody talking right to Greta. She is bullying she somebody is online right it's scary. It's scary out there. I, but I think they're just parents. Like I said, you have to do more, you know. If you have to be it's, more alert. You, you have to be more involved. You got to track the phones. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done sessions with kids just on online safety. Mm-hmm. So I've turned around and, and done that with my son as well. Mm-hmm. Like some, And I let him know, you can delete a text message, but... I can always go back and look at it. So you need to be mindful of what you're doing on your phone. You know, like YouTube, I I can see the history. I can see all of the videos. I mean, he hasn't done anything inappropriate that I've seen or caught, but that doesn't mean it's not there. And see, this is already giving me anxiety. Just hearing you, because I'd be like... Did you not watch it, or did you go in and delete the history and all the cookies and the cash? <laughs> and right. I'm like, I cloned your phone. I'm, I'm looking at. What I you mean, my at. child would hate me. They'd be like, Mom, you I just kind of put it out there that. like you already have access <laughs> and that you're already doing it. So you put that fear in them from the like, beginning. That's something that's about it. You know, I told them, you don't pay this bill. Do I do. Say, so. and they would do it anyway. And they'd be yeah. like, your ass is insane. <laughs> that's that's why rule mama is like this right. right now. That's what she like. She waves. Y'all, y'all, y'all can't see us. We don't have no cameras. But Mimi is rocking a Zendaya shirt. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I turned. It to, I told him I was like, I ain't no shit about Zendaya really before this show. I was like, okay, she. I used to watch her on she, Nickel, she, uh, uh, Disney. Yep, I mean, my son watched Disney, her on she, Disney too. And I was like. I'm a stand now, and I thought this was like, yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. Can't she's wait great. to see her in other. Stuff. Yes, me too. Her acting chops. Stuff. And I guess it's finally been announced about uh, her. Um, with oh, Issa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Issa's doing her ASIP um, with her out in LA next weekend. Okay. I wish I could make it. But. but I'm, Johnny on the spot. Oh, I would have showed up like, oh, they would have, oh, they would have pulled me out of the crowd. They'd have been like, hey, you, is that isn't? I'm like, like why? Yes, it is. This crazy lady over here, (laughs) right? Security. I know, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Well, I look forward to season two. Me too. I think it's. I I, 
I've, now if I can hear about, I know I hate those twins, but I do want to. I want to get. I want to see too. more of them, and it's I so wanted terrible. to get um uh, what Fez's Fez. We didn't get his story. Uh-huh. That little baby with them uh, tattoos on his yes. face. Ashtray, Ashtray, the twins, Lexi. The twins are assholes, but those twins remind me of every asshole I ever knew in high school. But what's like, <laughs> interesting? What was so exactly interesting like was them. like you had McKay as their older brother, and then they just acted so like it was. They didn't. It's like they wanted to be opposite of McKay. Uh, McKay. Yes. They, they wanted yeah. to be Nate. Yeah. Yes, like, they did. Why was that first scene when they was all sitting down with no okay. shirts on? I didn't understand. I didn't bring that up before, but I was just confused. I did. By that. I was, was like, like what is do? this? Is like, that something young no boys do now? Just sit around. That's something young boys have been done for years. Right. Just all sit around with no shirt on? That was really years. odd. That was yeah, that odd was, as fuck. That was odd to me. Them right. sitting yeah. with no shirts? They were just all randomly sitting around well, yeah, with no like shirts I could see, a, I could see a couple of here and there you had your shirt off, but then it was kind of like they were, they were having a, a contest of, of some was, sort. Yeah. Boys do crazy stuff. Exactly. It was so exactly. weird. They like wrestling. Knows. Knows. They'll just he be knows. at the house wrestling and fighting for no reason. I mean, they that's what they do. I went to ask. I was, it was just weird. I didn't know where, where we were going with it. I know what's happening. I'm about to be reading something into this. Was this Nate's suggestion? Because if this, this was Nate's <laughs> suggestion, this all makes yeah, sense now. Then we have a different story. And yeah. Nate was scared to take his clothes off in the locker room, but he, would, he didn't have his shirt on with them. And so I was like, well, what is going on? I well, he just, he, you know, being naked was... and having your shirt off is two different things. Well, right. Um, locker room. Yeah. yeah. He was full dress. I'm like, so nobody else going to think this is strange with me. I, I was like, okay. <laughs> they had some contest before this scene that I just didn't know anything about. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> I was like, is anybody tweeting about this? How <laughs> 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 Did their mom not wash your clothes? <laughs> Y'all don't walk around in your bras? Not with my homegirls. Why don't you come over? We'll drink some some, we'll some some wine and with our shirts on. I mean, right? You you made a, a great point. I don't know, my friends. We don't care. So I mean, if we're traveling together, whatever. Yeah, you might see some exactly. rest, yeah, whatever. Yeah, here like there. incidental titty, but it, it that was like <laughs> this was purpose. That was like it was on purpose. They it really was like, took all yeah, their shirts off, put them in the like washing machine, and washed them together. At six o'clock, everybody, everybody shake your shirts off. off. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't. I kind of remember the scene, but I don't. It's the it's the first one with all the boys. And I was just like, did their mothers not wash their clothes? <laughs> Get them some tops. <laughs> the t-shirt was off. A butt down. A polo. Damn, some. Oh. It was too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of memorable scenes from the show. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. So we we'll look forward to the to the next show. And I want to thank you, E, for coming on with us today. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Took time out of your busy day. Yeah. Um, to, to just be here and give us a lot of good insight, a lot of good information, a lot of good resources. Uh, we really appreciate it. No problem. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yay. Thank you. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Sorry, guys, we didn't have any sweets. We had information. We had knowledge right. today. That was the treat today. <laughs> the knowledge. The tea. Knowledge. Yes. It was the tea. Well, I guess before we go, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, what is it? The number four layered takes mm-hmm. is Instagram. And yep. Facebook. And Facebook. Yep. And we will post the show notes with all this great information as well. And uh, p- places that you can contact if you are, you know, feeling down, you have suicidal thoughts, or you just need to talk to somebody so that um, we can get you, get you the help you need. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Bye. 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 B